Hello and welcome to the Zone of Hot Truth, a podcast by three aspiring DMs where we talk about our opinions, views, and general takes on the TTRPG scene. I'm your host, Eric. I'm John, and I don't remember what our topic is today. One, two, three of us is player <laughs> count. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm okay, Grant. There we are. <laughs> I'm Grant. I got nothing. Hi. Well, wow, I, late, I late burned podcasting. My, I burned my count joke early, so... Uh, we're just going to kind of launch right into this topic. Two. Three too many players. Ah, 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 ah. The question is, player count. It's kind of a multifaceted question. Is there a minimum number? Is there just, hey, you must have three players to start this ride? Uh, is there a question of, uh, oh, wow, we have seven players. It's probably time to break out uh, a board game or split into multiple groups. Grant, you want to start us off? I'd be happy to. So the more I DM, the more I think uh, the ideal player count falls into, like, one of two categories. I either want, like, a group of five on the higher end, but the the groups I kind of prefer running for the most might actually be, like, the smaller, like, two-person sessions. Like, having a smaller number of people, I think, can be a lot more fun and a much more engaging experience for everyone involved. But if there must be more than, like, two players, I think five is, like, any anywhere past that, it just starts to get way too bulky. And there's just so much going on, and it's, it's just so hard to get anything done. Alright, so, this, is, this isn't this is a thing of, there is a correct answer to this question. The answer is, the correct number of players in Dungeons & Dragons is four. It is what the PHB is designed around. It's what all of those monster CRs are based off of. It's the 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 median uh, thing that all of the adventures say uh, for three to five players of X level or lower. It, th- this is this is just what the system is designed for, and I think you can fudge that by a level or excuse me by a player or two uh in either direction but one player is easy two players i feel is starting to push it like i think like i think i think three players is acceptable um and i think five players is is pretty acceptable as well uh i think six players and your combat start to drag i think uh players are starting to get like not enough of a spotlight, and things become less interesting. Um, that's when, like Eric said, I think you should probably either, one, break out a board game, or break into two smaller groups of, uh, like, with two DMs. I think sub three also doesn't work as well, because D&D is a combat-based system. You have to stab people, and I think... At two people, the action economy is such that you can't really throw a lot of monsters at a party of two. So, the, this is gonna, this sounds really weird. Why are we doing a podcast topic on this? Grant clearly said, boys, you hit past a certain number, you're done. There's no, don't do it. John clearly said, once you get past the player count, you don't do it. I opened the session by talking about too many players because I totally agree. When you get past, I think once you get past five, the session becomes more and more unrunnable. Uh, with it, where I'm going to caveat and say fifth edition, most D and D editions, Pathfinder, 
pretty much any TTRPG. Um, once you get past five, it, it it goes downhill. So if we're all in agreement here, the question is, why is this then something that needs to get discussed? And I'm going to posit that the pro- reason why it needs to get discussed is because it's kind of ingrained as part of the culture of you just keep growing. Look at Adventures League, which was the standard set by Watsi with bringing in D&D next. Uh, the game was designed around Adventures League. It was designed for a table between six and eight players. Uh, when you look at... Uh, it's, in, it's in the... Well, there were rules if you had a small party of four players. Uh, generally speaking, the expectation was five or six. You look at places where the ga- where Watsi initially expected the game to grow, which is in store run games. Every store run game that I've heard of or experienced uh, has been between six and eight players because they want to get as many bodies in there as possible. So if the design of the game is for four players, yet in practice the game is being marketed and being a dis- being sold as Bring all your friends. Get eight people. Get ten people at a table. Look at Critical Role with seven at a table. Um, Seven up to eight at a table. There's clearly a misalignment here. And what do we do with that misalignment? So I think a lot of that problem stems from the fact of of there being a disproportionate number of players to DMs. Right? So I, I think the problem is that for every... The reason why that has to be is because there aren't enough uh, DMs to meet the demand for players. Be that because people don't want to DM because they think it's too much work, uh, or whatever reason. It doesn't matter. There just is not enough supply to meet that demand. Yeah, because, I mean, that's ultimately the real reason. But, I mean, D&D can. I disagree with the whole, like, it's designed for four players, maybe plus one, like... You can go up to six, and it's fine. It's just personally not enjoyable for me, and a lot of other DMs I've talked to don't enjoy it, because it is just another level of work and bloat that you need to be responsible for, but you can manage it, pre- like, well enough. It's it's just more time and effort on your end, which can be a problem. I can play Monopoly with 15 players, but the game was not designed for 15 players. When you look at D&D, D&D 5th Edition was designed generally for four players and you can see that reflected in all of the decisions with their monsters when you see three legendary actions it's designed so the monster goes in between each player they could have written this monster is a legendary monster it takes a turn after each player instead they did three for what reason i don't know probably because they wanted to the flexibility of taking on that fifth player it clearly was not envisioned for seven players um, same thing with legendary resistances. Usually it's three. One for each player is the design in mind. So it was designed for three players, and I, I think what you said is completely correct with DMs generally struggle with that, uh, with going up above six, because especially at six. Uh, John, you mentioned that it's a player distrib- it's a player player to DM ratio problem. Is that something where imposing a stricter player count Instead of the box saying uh, between three and five or invite all your friends, if it just said, this is a five pl- a four-player game, a five-player game, one DM, four players, would that marketing help the problem? I mean, probably not because there's still going to be, it, it doesn't, it doesn't like fix, it doesn't fix the problem of there not being enough DMs. I, like I, you, you, the example that you use of Monopoly 
uh, Monopoly says five players, or actually, I don't know. I don't even know how many players. It's I don't either. For Monopoly, uh, I think it is. Shouldn't be th- more than five. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think that's a three to five. But like, I I did totally have a dice and like other pieces that were thrown into the box to use as additional pieces, so that all of my friends could play. I. I put it, you can put whatever number you want on the side. It doesn't matter. People are going to do what they want. I mean, I, I think the real solution is that they should maybe just come up with some better, des- like, some better tools and some, like, differently designed modules that kind of cater to the extremes of the spectrum. Because I think it's unrealistic for Watsy to try to force, like, you must have four players. Game only works with four. Like, I, I think that's too simplistic. That's too narrow-minded. I think what they should instead do is try to design different modules and provide tools to, like, more easily run for a smaller group, the quote-unquote standard size group, and the larger groups, because Watsi and game stores clearly try to push for larger groups because there aren't enough DMs, but there's no reason they can't make it easier to go to either end of the extreme, depending on what circumstances you find yourself in. There is a reason. It's it's the fact that uh, you're not going to make a game that can play any amount of players and still be good. Because each because you have to make choices. For example, I don't want, in a nine-person game, them to have bonus actions. Because that's just more than I want them to have. That's a lot. Their turn time increases, which ter- makes time to the time to play the game increase. I want them to be able to do something and get out. Versus if I have one player, I want them to do a bunch of cool stuff on their turn. Because I don't want it to turn into just them saying, I attack, I attack. And then me as the DM say, I defend, I attack. I want them to say, I can summon all this stuff. I want to have a lot more narrative power with that one player. Versus, I don't want nine players to all have narrative power. John? Guys, it is almost as if we are describing there should be multiple different systems that meet yes. multiple different needs. I, yes. I, I, I would, Yeah, like, it's almost as if 5th edition was, in fact, designed around four players, and uh, if you want to play less than that, maybe you should play a more a more narrative-focused system, like your uh, Powered by powered the Apocalypse, by the your... Yep. Your uh, monster of the week, your um, dungeon world, yeah, that that kind of thing, um, or and if you want a, a play with a billion players, play with something uh, that has much faster turn times, where there's way less uh, like number crunching going on. Your uh, OSE like Nave, Nave would be really good with yeah nine. I, where it is what Eric is talking about, your I go up and I attack. I cast my one spell that I can cast. Simpler systems. I think that works a lot better. But so we've talked we've talked a lot about high player count and kind of a lot of the design philosophies that especially fifth edition kind of butts up against. And I I think John's mentioned as far as uh, when you get up in player count, fifth edition probably is not the best. And we all have kind of agreed. We all have clearly agreed with that. Uh, so I'm going to go the reverse angle now and talk about low end, because uh, this is something I grant, uh, and me too, uh, especially enjoy um, playing with one or two players. Uh, I'd actually 
don't particularly like two players. I'd much rather one or three. Um, though I know Grant specifically really likes two players. What about that? Des- what about the design about that low player count is something that uh, we should really be trying to draw from beyond beside the fact that uh, we've lucked apparently lucked out with being able to run games where there's not 50 million players. So, I mean, the real reason is because, like, while there might be better, while there technically might be better systems for a more RP-focused game, just because D&D 5th edition has rules for combat doesn't mean that you can't use it for a smaller-scaled, more narratively-focused game, where it is just you with, like, one or two people playing it. It's, like, just you with, like, one or two, and, like, because you can have a much, like, like, kind of close-knit personal story that you're actually, like, kind of telling, and it's more enjoyable, and, like, the players have, like, the spotlight all of the time. They don't have to worry about, like, kind of sharing it, going back and forth between, like, four or five other people. It's just them and a friend engaging constantly with the DM. Whenever they have a cool idea, they can just act on it immediately, and you as the DM can just keep engaging with it and just, like, kind of create a feedback loop on, like, whatever's super interesting and what everyone's engaged with and enjoying, because you don't have to worry about the other players getting bored just sitting there. Because, yes, there's a rule to, like, stab a dragon, but, like, that doesn't mean you have to use it, because a lot of these smaller-minded systems, or, like, systems for smaller people, just have fewer rules for combat, but they don't necessarily have more rules for RP. I think the the difference would be, um, so, so this is a good point. Uh, they do have fewer rules for combat. They do have, I would say, some... It's different rules. Uh, yeah, because different. What, one of the problems, I think, with lower player counts that I think John alluded to uh, earlier is it's a lot more work on the DM to keep up with fast pace. Because as you said, the players are going to have to be able to act instantaneously. So the DM is, gonna, is constantly having to, to generate and move content along. One thing that Powered by the Apocalypse monster, uh, which is like a Monster of the Week system or Dungeon World, it gives the players more autonomy to narrate the story, which kind of reduces the load on the DM as far as generating the content, all that all that prep work that we kind of alluded to also in our previous episode. Uh, John, what do you what do you see? I'm going to give you the final word on this topic. What do you see some of the pitfalls and upsides of low player accounts? Oh man, I. I'm I'm struggling to like find a like a reason why I'm again I'm a very fifth edition focused DM but I am struggling to find a reason why I would find as the DM yeah, would yeah. find uh, a low player count engaging I think it, it like I just the thing that I think fifth edition excels at is your big epic fantasy, your like your superhero power fantasy in with bows and swords, and just you don't you just don't get that because you can only have four goblins, and because if you go up to like the six or eight goblins that might like feel cool or epic or what's appropriate. I did, you're going to overwhelm the players with action economy and they're just going to die. And that's not fun. Yeah, you can play... Yeah, you can play more narrative-focused, but 5th edition... The the proportion of rules for roleplay and rules for stabbing people is crazy out of balance. 
Grant, do you want a quick rebuttal? Only, no, I think what I have uh, works for a final thought, since we're coming up on time. Perfect. Then let's go into our patented final thoughts. Grant. I like Why how you did a camera, camera take. No yeah. one can see us, and you did a camera take, Eric. It's so good, though, right? I might as well have, like, played the who. Yeah! <laughs> like, took off sunglasses. <laughs> Don't diss the camera take. It sets, like it's, it sets a mood. The listeners can tell through the audio I did a camera take. I mean, now they can, because we're telling them that you yes. did. Tweet at us if you could tell I did a camera take before. Grant, what's your final take? So, I'll just say this. Uh, some of the most memorable, like, uh, D&D and DM experiences I've had have been when I'm running, like, a smaller scale game. Because, again, it's just, like, it's a, it's a smaller, tighter-knit story, and you can, like, really engage with the player, and they can engage with whatever you've presented them with, um, and it, it's just, like, a really unique and fun experience. And yeah, maybe you should use Nave or OSE, uh, for it instead of D&D, but you can totally do it with, with 5th edition. You can do basically anything with any system, especially going small scale. And I think it's something everyone should try at least once or twice. Just call over, like, one or two friends and just, like, have a, have a, have a tabletop RPG night in and just, uh, I don't know, see, see how much you like it. You might be surprised. Yeah. Share a bottle of wine. Uh, I can fill up the trunk of my car with water and call a swimming pool. That doesn't mean anybody's going to want to swim in it. I don't don't bother wasting your time trying to shoehorn in playing the wrong system. If you have more than five players, split it up into two groups of three. If you have less than two players... Go to literally any game store and say, Hi, I would like to DM for you. And people, you'll be fucking beating people away with a stick. That is kind of true. <laughs> so, Unless you only have two friends. No no rebuttals. Go away. Shush. You interrupted me like two weeks ago. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Well, that, that recording is lost to history. Nobody will ever hear that. So, my thought here would be, uh, I think the Grant in his... Uh, mid John uh, or end of John comment, I think actually touched on an important part, which is if you don't have that many players, which trying to run fifth edition, honestly, the question is not do I have four, is please can I stop at five or six? There's also the tension as far as uh, your friend group. Who you got, if you got seven people who all want to play and you're all really close friends, do you really have two nights a week to run some sort of TTRPG? Maybe, maybe not. I think it's a luxury that we read a lot online of just saying, ah, split into two groups. Okay, but then, like, what am I supposed to do when I have couples that do not break into a clean, even line? Or all of that. And I think that is when you start looking at other systems. I really, really can... I I think I could run a game for nine players. That game is not fifth edition. That game is not first edition D&D either, so I'm not trying to, like, say, yay, go OSE. Um... In the same way, I would not run those systems for a high number of people. It's a small number of people because it's different. Because um, you want a more, as Grant said, that kind of intimate experience of like really trying to keep a narrative going. I, I guess my final thought would boil down to, I think there's a lot of pros and cons to a lot of different player counts. I personally love DMing for one player. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, I'm willing to put in the way more work it is for the system I run to get that to work. Uh, I probably should really check out um, Dungeon World or Apocalypse World uh, to help me with that. But 
uh, I, I think that's just kind of uh, about where I'm going to end this uh, this final take as I just kind of ramble along. But uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, obviously on Anchor, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we really like to to hear from you to know that uh, we're kind of our ramblings uh, are reaching people and you guys are enjoying listening. Uh, we're coming up on, uh, we'll be getting pretty close to two years on this soon. So this has been a really, really enjoyable experience and we want to, uh, want to keep doing this. Um, so at the end of the day, I just want to thank you for listening and, uh, check out the Griffin Saddlebag book two Kickstarter that should be live by the time you're listening to us. Send me free books. <laughs>